Welcome to the Food and Beverage Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Elmer Guardado. Mitchell Roth joins us today, president and COO of Roth Industries, to talk about redefining quick meals, changing the narrative around pre-prepped foods, and about how to market to and foster the right audience. How you doing, Mitchell? I'm doing well, Elmer. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for your time. You bet. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Mitchell, I'm super excited to talk to you because I think you're in one of the most uh, interesting and and fast-changing industries. So uh, let's just get into that. For our listeners, can you tell us what exactly Roth Industries does and what it is your day-to-day looks like there? Sure. So Roth Industries is a um, state-of-the-art USDA uh, food manufacturing company located in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, We focus primarily all on uh, prepared foods, so everything from fully cooked, ready-to-heat um, you know, entrees, think of smoked meats or, um, you know, side items like mac and cheese and, um, you know, you know, roasted potatoes, things of that nature, as well as uh, grab and go, ready to eat grab and go items like, um, you know, a, a ready to eat salad that you might buy at a convenience store or grocery store, um, you know, ready to eat sandwiches and snack boxes and things, things of that nature. Um, I'm the president and uh, chief operating officer. I'm also a co-founder um, of Roth Industries. And uh, so really, you know, I'm kind of overseeing most of our operating divisions, um, you know, outside of, you know, kind of niche things like accounting, you know, all production, sales, uh, marketing and advertising, um, you know, account management with all of our retail partners. Um, and we're actually uh, in the process right now of a project to build a direct consumer platform um, for our uh, ready to eat meals. Right. So, so expanding on that, Mitchell, who is your main audience? What does your main demographic look like? What are some of the hurdles that come with being in the food industry and trying to market and, and foster to the right audience? You bet. Um, you know, for, you know, sort of, I'll kind of go back to the beginning. Prepared foods, um, you know, as you might, you know, at first imagine it, um, you know, kind of started out with, you know, frozen foods, right? And frozen meals and what a lot of people think of kind of as TV dinners, Right. Um, you know, and those have always, you know, historically been targeted towards, um, you know, you know, a single serving, um, kind of quick meal solution for somebody that might not, you know, be cooking for a family per se. Right. Um, you know, but now you're seeing so many, uh, you know, dual income households, as an example, you're seeing a lot of families that just simply don't want to cook. Um, you know, and that kind of gave rise to, you know, fast casual restaurants and, you know, cheaper, but still high quality, um, you know, meal solutions for, you know, those that either don't have time to cook, don't know how to cook, aren't very good at cooking, um, you know, and so really we're kind of targeting our prepared foods um, offerings at those families, um, you know, that you might otherwise see at a Chipotle or going out to a fast casual restaurant, um, you know, but doing it in a more convenient way. Um, you know, really just giving them an alternative to, you know, going out to a restaurant every night, right? That's really our, our primary focus where, um, you know, whereas a lot of our competitors are still really focused on, um, you know, either one or two servings, definitely one serving on, on kind of the frozen, ready to eat grocery supermarket type offerings. Um, you know, whereas you're seeing with Blue Apron, a lot of the meal kit companies, um, you know, definitely seeing more of the, the meals for two, if you will. So, um, you know, all of our, all of our products are really designed to feed four plus, um, you know, really targeting that family, I think is what separates us in the category. Right. I think that's interesting, right? Because there aren't that many people trying to really deliberately focus on that. But I'm also curious, you know, typically frozen or or microwavable foods 
aren't really known for their quality. So how are, are you trying to change this narrative? You know, because I know some of your main focuses are on quality and, and the simplicity of it, right? So what's your approach from the marketing side? Yep. Yep. To- totally get it. Um, you know, one of the biggest things that, that we have to constantly overcome, um, you know, is really just the price on the shelf, right? Um, you know, when you're, when you're serving a little bit more of a bulk package and, you know, there's four to five servings per container, a lot of people might not realize that right off the gate. And if you're sitting next to a competitor who, um, you know, is half the net weight, um, you know, and they're serving two individuals, we look like a substantially more expensive offering. Um, you know, so it's really, you know, for us, you know, getting into the packaging, getting into, um, you know, our, our, you know, conservator or consumer focused language, um, you know, and really kind of revolving around price per serving, right. And getting, giving people the understanding that price per serving, um, you know, is really where we have a leading, uh, sort of advantage on the, on the quality side, when it comes to prepared foods, you know, thankfully there have been a couple of, uh, retailers really more more than you know branded CPG companies that are starting to lead the way um, you know on family specifically Costco um, I think a lot of people are familiar now with going into Costco and they've got um, you know bulk you know chicken fettuccine Alfredo or mac and cheese and they've got it in 48 ounce quantities um, you know they unlike us are still using um, you know tinfoil trays that require a conventional oven to heat. Um, you know, a couple of things about that, obviously conventional oven in the summer for a lot of people, you know, it heats up the house and, um, you know, it makes a little bit of a, a less pleasant cooking experience, whereas all of our products are boil in the bag. Um, so there's that side of it, but then there's also just the, the heating method itself of boiling in the bag allows the product to retain its natural moisture, um, you know, retains its quality a lot better. It's really a, a restaurant technique, um, that a lot of people aren't necessarily familiar with. Um, you know, but I think they're definitely going to enjoy the outcome, um, of using boil in the bag, you know, rather than spending 45 minutes with, with, uh, the conventional oven, you know, drying out the product. So, um, you know, there's definitely some education points for us, which makes it a little bit more difficult than, you know, say launching a better for you cereal. As an example, there's not a whole lot of education that is required there. Um, you know, also our packaging, right? I mean, we have very, very minimalist packaging. It's a little bit more of a, what you would typically find in a food service package where we basically got, you know, a, a cryovac, um, you know, roll stock um, container that has, you know, the full meal in the pouch, 48 ounces. Um, and really we're doing that for a couple of different reasons. A, it's what, it's one of the things that allows us to reduce our cost per serving. Um, you know, it takes up fewer or, or less space, if you will, on the supermarket shelf, which retailers love. Um, it also helps us, you know, build variety in the grocery store since we're not taking up that much space. Um, you know, but then basically it's really a convenience thing. It doesn't take up a whole lot of space in your refrigerator. When you're ready to, to prepare the meal, you just take the pouch, drop it in boiling water for 25 minutes, strain, strain the, the water out of the, the pot, and then just peel the pouch open. You're ready to serve it right out of its, the pouch that you bought it in. Yeah. I think that's super exciting, right? Because when we look at some of the, uh, trends, I think that are are really exploding in your industry right now. I think one of the big ones is uh, like these ready to cook meal kits. And, and we're also seeing just generally, I think a shift into people, can't, I think across the food and beverage industry, people seem to care a little bit more about what they're putting into their bodies, right? So I think that kind of approach is, is super smart, right? But let's talk about some of the trends. You know, I just mentioned one, absolutely uh, ready to cook meal kits. Like yeah. what what's your take on some of these big trends you're seeing right now? 
Yeah, um, you know, ready to ready to cook meal kits. I think you know are struggling. I think kind of everybody knows that. You know, um, we all kind of watched the Blue Apron IPO debacle, and yep. <laughs> um, you know they've really really struggled ever since you know becoming a public company. And um, you know they've got a very very high cost of acquisition. We're in the process of building out a direct consumer platform. Um, you know, but for us, that's really. Um, you know, more of an effort into building out an omni-channel strategy where our meals are going to be available on Amazon, direct to consumer on our website and in your local supermarkets, right? Um, we don't want to just pigeonhole ourselves, if you will, to direct consumer. And those guys don't really have an option because the retailers are now starting to put together their own, um, you know, raw, ready to, ready to cook uh, meal kits. Kroger specifically is coming out with one called prep, prep plus paired, um, I don't know how it's going to do. I mean, you know, to me, it's work in a box, right? I mean, if, if I'm going to go home and, and cook a, uh, you know, chicken lemon piccata, you know, I probably am the type of person that, you know, has a lot of ingredients in my, in my house and, you know, I'm a pretty good cook and, you know, that's something that I do. For some people, it might work, but, um, you know, ultimately, you know, only time will tell. Certainly, um, you know, I think the whole industry kind of took notice when Chef um, earlier last week, I think it was, um, seized operations, um, basically going out of business. They were backed by, you know, everybody from Campbell Soup to Hershey's Venture Group, um, you know, and they just weren't making it, right? I mean, people aren't staying on. It's costing them a fortune to acquire a customer. And then that customer sticks around for 60 days tops. And, you know, it's hard to make a payback and it's hard to continue to acquire customers if that's what you're exclusively relying on to build your top line sales, right? So, um, you know, for us, you know, we've been fortunate to develop some really strong relationships with retailers, including Safeway Albertsons, um, you know, where we're rolling out in three regions, um, you know, over 400 stores with those guys and, you know, a bunch of independent retailers. We just recently um, did a deal with Bashes down in Arizona, Bashes Food City, 104 stores. Um, you know, in the Arizona market. And so, you know, we're really kind of um, growing our retail presence. Um, and at the same time, I think adding the omni or adding the direct consumer will help us develop kind of omni channel that everybody's looking for. Um, and at the same time, build the brand, right? I mean, you know, having the brand presence in the grocery store is one way to differentiate from the ready to cook meal kits, um, you know, where there's 50 million of them online, you're being retargeted on Facebook by every single one of them. Um, you know, they're all raw. It still takes 45 minutes to cook any of them and it's work in a box, right? At the end of the day, when the box shows up, um, the work begins, right? Whereas with us, you literally, um, just drop the pouch in boiling water for 25 minutes and you've got a gourmet meal. Right. I think, I think, yeah. And I, and I agree with everything you've said, right? I think one of the biggest hurdles that didn't, wasn't so apparent at the beginning, but like it, companies like Blue Apron suffered from is there it seems like a like a mass appeal product right because it's like well it's food and it's fast and it's easy but like okay you're already making that market smaller by only including people who would be interested in that kind of food right but then on top of that you have to make it even smaller and it's people that not only they have to have some level of education in cooking or some interest in learning and cook learning about cooking so i think like when you when you cut down to it the some of these meal kits are 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 niche niches within niches already no question and really you know, Elmer, frankly, where it really gets narrow is when you try to, you, you know, you have to try to find somebody who can afford, you know, $12 per serving to cook for themselves at home, right? The person who can afford $12 a serving, generally speaking, I think probably doesn't have a whole lot of time and they're going to go to a restaurant and have somebody cook for them. Um, and that's just, 
you know, in my opinion, probably the biggest hurdle they're going to have. I mean, we're, you know, club price right now at super or at, uh, at Safeway for $9.99. So you're at $2.50 a serving. Um, you know, households are busy, whether they're high income, low income, middle income, we're all natural. I think that we really appeal to a very wide spectrum um, of consumers. But, you know, we're, we're really focused on those households that have kids, um, you know, and feeding those kids at, at, you know, between nine and twelve dollars a serving is um, that's a really narrow demographic for sure. And I think at two dollars and fifty cents a serving, um, I think we're, we're well positioned to take advantage of them. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it. So my last question for you, Mitchell, is, you know, now now we've talked about like what's going on right now. What are you looking forward to? What do you see on the horizon that, uh, you know, you, you look forward to seeing in the industry? Absolutely. You know, I think that the, the industry is going to continue to grow and fully cooked. No question about that. I think that, um, you know, even value added raw proteins, you know, a marinated, you know, uh, a trimmed chicken breast, something like that. We work with, uh, one of the bigger commodity groups in in uh, the country, um, and I, I see some of the stuff that they're working on. You know, we're a fully cooked plant, so we don't we don't really participate much on the raw side. But I see some of the things that they're doing that make it super super simple for the for the consumer. Um, you know, to prepare whether it's a pork loin or a chicken breast or um, you know a beef round, something like that. I think that you're going to continue to see convenience. Um, grow. And I think, you know, for us specifically, we're working on, you know, everything from, you know, individual proteins to natural sides. We're kind of in a category that, you know, hasn't had um, a tremendous amount of, of, you know, evolution. Um, You know, you kind of walk back to the product set in the meat department where we're merchandised in most stores and it's still kind of the Bob Evans mashed potatoes and Reese's mac and cheese. And, you know, there's not a whole lot of kind of cool, trendy, natural, um, options back there. So we're trying to, you know, redefine what that category can be. Um, you know, fortunately for us, I think that retailers are really looking for some new options in that category and it's helping us, um, you know, get immediate distribution. Um, you know, and then we'll see what happens with Amazon and everybody else. Right. I mean, you know, that's why we want to, we want to be kind of distribution agnostic so that, you know, we can, you know, go direct to consumer through subscriptions or a one-time box, um, you know, you're available at the local supermarket, whatever Safeway or whatever, you know, Amazon comes up with for last mile grocery delivery, you know, is going to change the entire market. We want to be positioned as a product company that people can trust and, um, you know, that's available through that, that channel of distribution as well. So, um, you know, certainly I think that the, the, you know, grocery business, generally speaking, is getting far more natural. Um, you know, so I think we're well positioned there amongst our peers, um, you know, in the, in the home replacement, you know, set, um, and kind of only time will tell, right. There's always, there's always the unknown where you don't know what you don't know, and you've got to be in a position to be able to react, uh, quickly and, and efficiently. And so that's kind of where we're at. Yeah. And I mean, and that sounds like a smart approach because I think you're 100% right. Everything is, is changing and, and we're, it's becoming very clear what direction it's heading towards. So, um, Mitchell, I wish you nothing but the best. And again, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your time. Anytime. I'd like to be back on sometime in the future, Amor. This was a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can go to marketscale.com industries and subscribe to articles, podcasts, and video content for your favorite industries. I'm your host, Elmer Guardado. Have a good day.